Welcome again to Common Room's Perfect 10 series, a series of 10-minute conversations with Braille and community experts live on Twitter Spaces. I'm Rebecca, the head of community at Common Room, which is the community intelligence platform that helps you build better products, deepen relationships, and grow faster. You can hang out with us and more than 700 DevRel and community leaders in our Uncommon community Slack. So you can find us at commonroom.io slash uncommon. You can also learn more about Common Room itself at commonroom.io. Excited to introduce James Beswick, who is a principal developer advocate at AWS. Um, full transparency, I worked very closely with James while I was at AWS on the serverless team. Um, and so I got to do a few like really fun partnership or I should say like supporting roles because he is a, a leader and director in his own right um, with James. And so hello, James, welcome. And super excited to talk about some hands-on education and workshop design to empower builders at all levels of their journey. Hello, hello. Hi, Rebecca, how are you doing? It's great, to be, on the, great to be on the hair. Oh, good. I'm, uh, I'm so excited. I, you know, usually I would have coffee to talk to you, but right now I actually have tea. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I think that's acceptable. <laughs> we'll allow it this time. Okay, just this one time. Um, so yeah, you are, curious might be the wrong way to say it, because I think that has a, I mean that in the most positive way, like you are well known for scoping and delivering workshops and experiences that, and I put this in my notes, like in both asterisks, like bold, italicized, very educational and memorable. And so you've done everything from Innovator Island, which is helping people get started with um, serverless to uh, recently at reInvent last November or December rather, serverless espresso. Um, will you tell us a little bit about both of those like projects themselves and what what the goal for them was? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into you know asking you to share some advice for making useful, memorable, fun content. Yeah. So essentially, you know, the goals of these things are really to make these technologies accessible to people so they can use them to build their own things and solve their own problems. And often, I think a lot of these technologies you have to know quite a few different things to get started, and it can be a little bit daunting for people and a bit frustrating. And so really, each of them provides an entry point to a different set of problems that are fairly common when you work in enterprises or startups. And that was really what drove the initial creation, really, of both projects. Yeah, so let's talk about, there's like this, you know, uh, workshop that you led, which was Innovator Island. And I think you have a few more workshops as well. Um, but what's the difference between, let's say, something like uh, a workshop like Innovator Island and then sort of a more experience like serverless espresso and i'm i say serverless espresso maybe you could explain a little bit what that is because i think it's sort of one of a kind yeah it is so with innovator island you know I, I strongly believe the workshops you're telling a story and you need to complete create a compelling story around why the person is sat there doing the workshop so in the case of innovator island they're in a theme park on an island they've got four hours to the door is open and they're, they're the app they're building is essentially going to save the day so it gives it gives them time pressure it gives them a scenario they're working in. And also get, that helps them understand what the app is doing and what problem it's solving, which I really you think is a key part of building any of these things. When you look at um, Serval Espresso, it's a little bit different because this is a live coffee bar where you can go up there and order a cup of coffee using your phone. And there's baristas making your drinks. And you see your drink on the TVs, you know, on the monitors above the, above the coffee machines. And in that case, we're trying to indicate to you something you probably didn't think was possible with the technology. So... A lot of people don't think you know, serverless could be used for real-time apps, and this is you know, exactly that type of app. And so it's a way of piquing your interest by bringing in the coffee aspect, which you know, I think is fairly popular by itself. Yeah, I think especially at a multi-day um, conference, uh, especially since we haven't been to them live for a long time, um, coffee was probably very central to a lot of people's experience. <laughs> yeah. so, so I love we, the idea you're talking about. Um, you said like, 
you want to create a story, right? And you want to create a scenario that this person can actually imagine themselves in. And, yeah. and I think to get there, right, you're like, well, what problem is this app I'm building solving? Um, yeah. And I think a lot of times it might be easy. It might be like you could have a story, but then it's not actually solving a problem. So then it still feels like it's a bit of a dead end. And so maybe... Mm -hmm. Could you walk us through how you designed something, a workshop like Innovator Island? Do you start with the problem statement first and then work backwards to story around it? Or what's like one way that you might encourage someone to approach building this story in terms of actually solving something that feel that gives the the builder like a sense of accomplishment? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. You know, it's, a, it's a bit like writing a novel. You've got the planning approach that some people like, and you've got the just building it and see where it goes approach. But I think the truth is somewhere in the middle because, you know, we started out with the, the concept that we wanted to talk about real-time applications, about photo processing, um, about messaging. And there's a few of these topics that by themselves are kind of dry and they're abstract. And it's not really clear how they apply to the audience. And then I looked at the scenario of the idea of being a theme park because, you know, personally I enjoy theme parks. And they, then how would that map to a theme park type problem? And how could it be made interesting to the audience? So in the case of the photo processing one, I know I wanted to get people out of their seats because a lot of these, these workshops, if people all sat together, they don't really move from their seats. And I wanted to make it more physical. So we introduced the idea of bringing a green screen where everybody had to get up and go and take their photos and then submit those photos for the possibility of you know, winning a prize for the best photo. And he created a more informal atmosphere in the workshops. But that, some of that didn't happen until we had some of the problem statement in place and really understood the scenario we were building and also understanding what the app was capable of at the same time. So I think it comes together from both sides, but ultimately when you're designing these sorts of stories, I think you know you get a sense yourself whether it's interesting, it's exciting, if it's the sort of thing you would go to. And you know the, you have to sort of gut check yourself along the way. That is, this, is this working? Is it something that I think is interesting enough to keep going? And you know, make changes if, if it's not the case. Yeah, and I'm curious about like it's gut checking oneself for sure, and then and then your you know fellow teammates, um, which I was so lucky to have been one during the creation of Innovator Island. Um, I'm wondering too how community feedback shaped Innovator Island, not only um before you officially launched it, um, in terms of like you know you I'm sure you were trying to solve certain problems that you heard the community was having, and then you're like, okay, how do we build a lot of these things into a workshop? So how did community feed shape? the initial like problem statements and the things you wanted to be able to show an app to do and how someone could build that. And then after you deliver the first workshop, you get feedback around how you might change it for a future iteration. Yeah. So really a lot of this did come from the community because we are interested in the web app space generally in serverless. And we knew at the time there were lots of different challenges people were having in terms of just understanding different different problems. So I got a list of those that you commonly deal with when you when you face the web app. Then when it comes to producing the workshop, the workshop is a controlled environment. You know, you've only got a couple of hours, and you want the majority of people to be able to get through the workshop, which always means that you're not going to cover all of the material, and you have to allow for people who are very advanced will be done early, and you know, just on the basis you want to be able to pull 95% together along. And so you do carve out the areas that you can most realistically and easily handle by having some of it already built, um, having some of the steps already done for you, just so you can do that along the way. But the rubber really does hit the road when when you have your first workshop with, with a live audience because what works, what doesn't work? And would they buy into this scenario? Um, are, the, are the problems challenging enough but also not daunting or too complex? Does it work the same way on everybody's machines? Does, does everybody have the same sort of experience? And so in the first time we ran it, we had some, we learned 
that you know things we could improve in terms of what are the limitations of Wi-Fi and events, for example, or what happens if people don't bring the right type of equipment? What can we do to make sure they have an exp a better experience? And then you fine tune it from there. But I would say we got we got most of it right before the very first uh, workshop, and then really it got fine tuned. But the, the, yeah, but the thing where it really changed was when everything went virtual, because then you realize you have to be able to do the same thing where there is no room. So how do you make that work over a Zoom call? Um, and so being able to handle that was was another challenge. Ah, uh, Zoom, where the whole world is your room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's maybe going to be their new slogan, make the whole world your room. Um, yeah. um, James, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Cerro Espresso. So it's yeah. you know, Innovator Island. It was a workshop, and you like were wanting to make sure that community members had a, a, a memorable and, like, in, involved way in order to, like, you know, gave them a story that they could build out these different, like, extra or muscles in terms of using serverless and it sounds like serverless presto is also like less about them getting hands-on per se and more about them understanding what serverless could do and then seeing that almost through like incremental steps and then you know having the joy of receiving an actual coffee um yeah. and so it's sort of like you were like telling a story in a way of not and putting that person in the story but allowing them to be a witness of that story and so using visual indicators to show what was happening with the serverless app while this thing was happening can you tell yep. us a little bit about the outcomes of that and whether or not um, that experiment, let's say, right? Like, did you find that it was successful? Did it get people out of their heads in a new type of way to be able to ask new questions? Or how did it involve folks? Because it's a totally different approach than the workshop approach. Yeah. But a couple of things that happened, um, some were fortuitous and some were planned. But one was the average queue time for the drink was about three to five minutes. So it's the perfect amount of time to talk to a customer about what it was, how it works, answer any questions without it being too lengthy, but giving them a sense of what was going on. So that was just that was just very lucky the way the, the timing of the queues worked. The second thing that really helped was a planned event where something called the coffee journey, where we collected events about your cup of coffee, where it hit different parts of the infrastructure, what happened, different timestamps, and it's flow through the system. And you get a customized report at the end of the coffee journey showing you what happened for you. That's all yours and it's unique to your order. And that made the, the whole experience personal to people instead of it being some sort of abstract factory-style operation. And we had a, a lot of good feedback from that. Ooh, and then at the end, you get a really lovely cup of coffee. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it really hats off to the baristas who kept up. We, we made 2,000 cups of coffee over about three days, and it was running at peak about 71 cups of coffee an hour. So we talked to a lot of people, and uh, but the baristas really kept the whole show for us. So, you know, incredible job by the 2,000 cups of coffee and you haven't slept since. <laughs> exactly. All imbibed by James Beswick. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, James. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about um, how to shape a story, right? And how to help define a problem um, to, to help community members like grow and engage with, with your product space, personally with serverless, um, which I, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And if anybody has any, any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. That's right. Just give it a little tap. And uh, James, you want to tell me your handle? Tell us your handle one more time. You are at? J-B-E-S-W. I always say in my head, J-Bezwoo. J-Bezwoo. j You'll find him right there. Um, <laughs> well, thanks so much. Have a rest of your afternoon and get yourself a spot of tea. Absolutely. Will do. Thanks very much, Rebecca.